Hey everyone, you are getting me right now before uh, the podcast begins because I want to explain something going on in this podcast. Um, we do live recordings of almost every single chapter of Deathly Hallows. And the first half hour, the 25-ish minutes of this podcast is all the discussion that happened immediately preceding the live read that we had. Our live reads are on YouTube if you want to join. We're doing the rest of the chapter of Deathly Hallows. But it was just such juicy and fun discussion. I just wanted to include that in this. Um, some of their predictions are really, really interesting. Um, and I just wanted to, yeah, throw this in there. So that is what this podcast is. As soon as it hits the break of the normal music, that's when the actual podcast kind of kicks in. Actually kicks in a little bit before that, um, but it's hard to tell where the kick-in is. So that's a little challenge. If you can figure out where the kick-in is, let me know where it is. Um, go check out our YouTube channel because that's where all of our live reads are happening if you want to join a live read. That's the only plug I have for you today. You know all the other stuff. I know if you want to like follow something, you just follow it. So if you want to follow us on Instagram or any on Reddit or Discord or anything like that, that's all posted on our Reddit, really. That's like the best place for it or on our YouTube channel. So you can go check us out on that. And then we are doing book clubs. It's called Newt Level. And if you want to be part of a book club, you just got to subscribe on Patreon or on become a member on YouTube. And we are plugging away. We're going to probably do two chapters of uh, book one for a while until we get to some of the really juicy stuff. So we're going to just keep doing this until we're done with the books. Very excited for it. If you want to join that, become a member on Patreon or on, on uh, YouTube. That's it. All right. Enjoy this podcast of chapters 20 and 21 of Deathly Hallows. 21 and finally finding out about this symbol. <laughs> <laughs> this is the chapter you learn about the symbol. What did he say it was? And there's the symbol. There's a symbol. <clears throat> Deathly Hallows. Why the is everyone Referring wedding? to the sign. Huh? I don't have pictures on mine. <laughs> of the Deathly Hallows. Excuse me. Anything about that chapter? Maybe they're brothers, secret brothers. <laughs> Who's secret brothers? Grindelwald? Yeah. Grindelwald and Xenophilius? No. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Or maybe the sister became a brother. Maybe she was always a brother. Do we trust Xenophilius right now? Something about Luna not being here and his attitude makes me a little sketched out. I feel like you got to do a little... um a snake check in such a situation, you know? <laughs> we don't, Could you imagine? There can't be another neck genie going on. Um, but it feels a little weird. <clears throat> well, I guess there's no parcel tongue, so that's something. But um, it, it felt like they were so quick to be harsh where I was like, well, give him a break. He's been very supportive all along. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's more to this story or... There is a spy here or like something. So I would think like they would just be a little, little kinder to him. Just like yeah. wait to feel it out a little more. And with Luna gone, I'm like, she could be kidnapped and held hostage. And then it's like, they're just, I don't know, like, oh, he's a hypocritical old man. I'm like, slow down. Like, you know, get your bearings here first. Um, try and give him a wink. Try and get some little signals of something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for real, yeah. But now, feels better. But- Rowena Ravenclaw? Is she the Ravenclaw? Rowena, yeah, she's one of the founders, yeah. So, I'm kind of curious. It's one of his inventions, <laughs> but being modeled by Rowena. So, he says, ah, you've spotted my pet invention. 
modeled fittingly enough upon the head of the beautiful Rowena, Rowena Ravenclaw. What is that because it's on the head uh like a stone head or actually on her head? Because if it's actually on her head, how old is this dude? <laughs> so, um, were you ready for these questions? <laughs> I wasn't ready for these questions. No. <laughs> so I got lots of questions. Um, but also, anytime it's something like this, we're looking for a Ravenclaw object. So something yeah. that Rowena Ravenclaw is wearing, I'm like Horcrux. Find this thing. What so, is this? Ask questions. Can you, know? you read that paragraph again? Because um, I kind of missed. Yeah, that. because that's what I'm trying to understand too. Um, they heard the front door closed and, um, oh, so first they're looking at it. Wait, so a peculiar object standing upon cluttered curved sideboard. Oh, here we go. Okay. That makes sense. A stone bust of a beautiful austere looking witch wearing a bizarre looking headdress. So she's stone. It's not a picture of her. Xenophilius <laughs> is not a thousand years old. Okay. Good, good, good. Um, Someone said, "Yeah, her head, yet her head preserved in carbonite." (laughs) Um, But you know what else, though? This is a sick invention. Um, What is it? Can you read it? Oh, the invention is this thing that um, removes all sources of distraction from the thinker's immediate area. So they could like put these things on and just be like focused on solving this thing. And if you combine this thing with some liquid luck or like mm. some of those other things you can take before a test, like the <laughs> wizarding Adderall, whatever they call it, um, <laughs> they're they're going to be doing all right. But I think the part that gave a twinkle is wit beyond measure is man's greatest treasure. Because now we know where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. <laughs> there you go. And your treasure is wit beyond measure so I'm like uh, i wish i could wear this thing then i'd be able to concentrate more on this yeah. but but it's juicy it is very juicy hmm. wow so it is a triangle it is a circle and then it's a line that goes all the way from the top of the triangle all the way down it does look like an eye yeah i guess when i drew it in my margins it looked more like the the vertical line was more like a cat's eye or something in the middle of the circle, but it's really the line goes all the way down the whole thing. Finally, we're I know that's what I'm saying. Like you're really holding me this back. This stupid idea. Now. You finally know <laughs> what this symbol is all about. This it's is a great chapter, good. guys. All right, you guys ready for to finally figure out? Yeah, but what I also don't get is a lot of people have this symbol at their wedding. <laughs> and we're gonna we get it tattooed. Planning. And then I'm like, what? The tale of three brothers doesn't make no sense. And Deathly Hallows. Whoa. Excuse me. Maybe everyone just loves Xenophilius. It was so weird. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> I want a golden chain like him. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> That was a bit of a instant prediction that you nailed it. That was nuts. <laughs> nailed it. You were like, I feel like Luna's not here. I feel like Luna's like, you know, held captive by someone. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like, why are they trusting him? This feels fishy. Like, yeah. he, oh my goodness. See, this is why. Because they're, they run into these situations and they're not thinking about how much is at stake. And yeah. how far they would the Death Eaters would go to find them. Yeah. Ugh. But, you know, I did think that was a long shot just because I thought the Quibbler's been printing for so long that they hadn't gotten to him yet. Mm -hmm. But 
Of course, now we see. I know Oof. they. It's like they've extended their reach to the furthest mm-hmm. publishing houses. You know, ones that publish about crumpled horns, Norcax. Yep. Yep. I still don't know what Hermione was doing. I thought she was gonna have. Mm. I thought it was gonna be Ron was wearing the invisibility cloak that. Xenophilus was going to touch Ron and then she was going to disapparate all of them. To save him? Hmm. All four. All four did she them. kill him at the end? Whole house coming down on him? <laughs> um, what is Deprimo? Deprimo. That's the one I don't know because that could be the one that saves him. That's the one you don't know. Like covers him? Well, because the Obliviate, <laughs> that's the wipe, the wipe the mind one, which is good because then they can't be traceable through Xenophilus. Because after this, he won't remember ever talking to them. And the people who were there didn't believe him anyway. And they could think that, well, I don't know what they would think. Maybe they'll think that this whole thing was Xenophilius trying to get away. But then they're going to hurt Luna. So that doesn't make sense. Well, now I guess this crew has to go save Luna if they want to protect her. Or they have okay, to say. Let's just add to their list. Yeah, seriously. Um, but this is feels yeah. weird because. I don't know if John can even tell us what a DePrimo is, but it feels like they were willing to just let XL go and like whatever happens, happens. We're going to bring the whole house down and leave. So three Death Eaters were in there and yeah. XL. I believe the Primo just uh, um, destroys a floor. Hmm. Takes the floor out, which was part of like me, holding the house together. Uh, it brought so everything she down. So did it to... Xenophilus, she did obliviate, yeah, so he wouldn't remember. Yeah, Primo is. But the you don't remember that moment. You don't remember anything. I, I don't know if it's so specific, but it felt to me like I'm it, it erases a certain amount of time. Yeah, but John always is vague about stuff we're <laughs> yeah, not supposed to know. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be vague about that. I know. I'm just saying. I'm not really gonna listen to <laughs> well, you. <right> <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, piece this together when we do the podcast. I'll I'll uh I'll go through it. I'll kind of like figure out what info is good and what info you should just, just give still us guess the on. Info, please. <laughs> please uh yeah, answers. to Primo blast a hole through the floor. Hmm. Hmm. And wherever they're off to now, so must be why Ron needs to be wearing the invisibility cloak instead of Harry. Well, but I'm not think, sure why. Like, yeah, why? Why is that? Why does Ron have to wear the invisibility cloak and Harry doesn't? Think about her. Why would Hermione do that? Think very logically, because this is how Hermione's thinking. Uh, because she loves him more. <laughs> um, hmm. Cause they're going to save Luna. Why would that matter? Oh, yeah. Them? Where? Wherever she is. They want Harry. So it'd be a trade, but then Ron's hiding, but Ron's not that smart or strong to fight. Like it would be like, Oh, here's Harry. And then Ron appears and like, Helps to get Luna. Think about what the Death Eaters know. Like, if they saw them at all, it wouldn't implicate the Weasleys because Ron would be hidden, so they might still think he's sick at the burrow. That's where Ron technically is. Yeah. He's supposed to be sick at the burrow. So he's been innocent this whole time. So she did that to protect all of the Weasleys. 
because they would be implicated if they saw him maybe so she is right now in the death eater's mind the only two people on the run are hermione and harry Hmm. they don't know where hermione is she's fled she's covered her tracks with her parents and everything like that but ron is supposed to be sick in bed with Mm spattergoy and that's why he's not at school so if they see him with um the harry and harry and hermione the death eaters are definitely going after the weasleys yeah so the weasleys are in danger so hermione is you know protecting what she thinks are her future is her future (laughs) family-in-law yeah so she's throwing the invisibility cloak over ron and uh definitely protecting him and then the death eaters have to be able to see harry for zeno's sake because zeno if zeno calls this and they don't see Harry Potter there, they're going to kill Zeno. Even though everything happens and you're, you don't know if Zeno's alive or dead, really, at the end of this. But he, she's doing that so they see him Gotcha, because they fell through the floor first yeah. and then left. Yeah. So enough to save Xenophilius and maybe even get Luna back because of that moment. Yeah. And this because is, it, and, it proves that yeah. Xenophilius really did have them. Yeah, because Hermione is going to explain this in the next chapter. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It okay. happens right then. So it's not really a spoiler, really. And it's it's like... Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. something, so thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I gave you a little <laughs> bit, Jen. That's the only little bit I'm ever going to give you. <laughs> ever? Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's the only spoiler you'll get. Every yeah. spoiler from this point on, you're just going to guess from it. But I'll give you little tidbits here and there. This was juicy. It was lots of juicy stuff like the deathly hallows is so fascinating right so fascinating mind was going wild with possibilities (laughs) yeah (laughs) so many things some people are upset that i spoiled that for you guys but it's in the next sorry guys (laughs) it's in the next one guys (laughs) i'll calm down (laughs) um so we finally know what that mark is yeah. I can finally wear my sweatshirt. I know. Oh. Whoa, cool. <laughs> and you guys, didn't someone give you a wedding yeah. present with that mark? Yeah. Like a cutting a, board or oh, something? Oh, did they? I, that thing's you, been buried since then. You can then. finally start using that cutting board. <laughs> I can go oh, look for it again. Right no, no, no. But buried anything with Harry Potter. Same with somebody wrapped, um, someone wrapped a, a present to us in Harry Potter wrapping paper. But it was all like, I don't know if it was quibblers, but it was all newspapers, like the Daily oh, Prophet yeah, yeah. and stuff. And then I just saw something that said it was it was only a few weeks ago and it said uh, Harry Potter, whatever, number one. Yeah, Undesirable and, number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm so sure. I was like, oh, that's this book. Forget this. And just like crumpled it up and uh, well, actually folded it very nicely and put it in the attic so we can re-gift it later. That's um, great. But yeah, I'm trying to avoid those things. Yeah. Um, hmm. very intriguing um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about all of the deathly hallows a lot and what exactly that means Hmm. um but you finally finally literally more than halfway through this book it's this is called harry potter and the deathly hallows (laughs) you finally find out what the deathly hallows are Hmm. yeah i love that it was uh like a fairy tale type of story. Yeah. Only because that brings back like the Indiana Jones vibes, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like a mythical fairy tale yep. thing, but that's a reality. Um, I as can, we hope, if, you yeah, know? I'm sure you guys don't necessarily want it that much and you can do it. I will do it after, but I can give you the tales of the three brothers. I have it in my, in the, in the room over there. You can read the other stories. The oh, really? That's brothers. cool. Yeah. There's five stories in there and the tale of three or the, the tales of Beetle the Bard. Beetle Bard, yeah. And the tales of, th- of the three brothers is the, is like the, 
vital one. Hmm. But um, it's like an interesting story. So do you guys think that the the uh, Hallows are real or are they just a legend? Are you believers? Are you seekers? It's the perfect balance. I'm a believer, of course. Right. Yeah. But we can take things with a little skepticism all the same and we can say, could the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone be the, what do they call it, a death stone or something? The the circular one, the stone thingy. I'm like, yeah. could it be that? But because again, when it's- Three things, you defeat death, which is what Voldemort's trying to do, right? Yeah, and, and that's been a bit of a theme here. And so it would make sense if that's what Voldemort was after, like to get all three of these things. Um, but then the stone is the weird one because if it isn't that, then we, we don't have a lot of leads, mm. but maybe they go back to the graveyard and figure yeah. out something there. Maybe it's the gravestone. <laughs> um, the gravestone. But yeah, I like when it's a myth or a story like that because it gives credence to it in some ways where yeah. you say, oh, it's, of course it's been passed down for so long that adds credibility. Yeah. But then it also means some things could have gotten off. What if it was slightly mistold or it was a misunderstanding about a little detail of the story? Um, they could always uncover something that reveals another layer to the story. So I feel like Albus Dumbledore doing the A with his with the initials. Is it a believer or was it him saying that he has something? Interesting. Like the cloak. And then he's writing to Grindelwald. Grind, whatever. Is it Grindelwald? So mm -hmm. he probably had something too. So mm. you think Grindelwald has? So you, so Jen, you're an actual believer in the Deathly Hallows. You think they exist? Mm -hmm. So you think Grindelwald well, has one? You think exists. Dumbledore has one? Yeah. Hmm. I'm a little confused how this gets passed the around. The stone or the wand was stolen from the house. from Grigorovich, right? Yeah, mm. but Grigorovich was the wand maker, right? I know. That's why I'm thinking so it must it be. It has to be, right? Could they find and another And then they were saying tree? it has to be stolen for them to have the power. So then it makes yeah. more sense. You had to steal it. But then they also, when Xenophilius was telling stories, he was saying, this person killed that person. This person defeated that person. And it's kind of funny that you can't, you have to take it, but it can't lose so it makes sense you'd have to kill someone, but how would you kill someone if you can't lose? It would have to be like some kind of sneaky thing. Or it said they defeated someone, but how do you defeat someone if the wand can't lose? So. No, it gets stolen every time. That's stolen? Okay. Because in one of those you things he said. Defeat someone and somebody someone defeated. steals it from you. And then you defeat someone and they steal it from you. I think. Yeah. Okay. Stolen. You defeat them first and then mm -hmm. steal it. Because then what I'm thinking is if Grindelwald stole it and then Dumbledore defeated Grindelwald. And that was the wording too. Defeated then that would mean if Grindelwald still had the wand then, it would go to Dumbledore. Because he could steal the wand from Grindelwald after defeating him. No, I don't think you defeat it. I think it's just stolen. So you think it's like a separate thing? Like you could defeat someone, but if you didn't know they had the Elder Wand? You wouldn't wand, be able to defeat anyone that had this wand. What is the Elder Wand? You'd have to mm -hmm. kill them first or do something else. You'd have to just steal it directly because you couldn't win a battle. I just, that's my understanding. Of yeah, it, yeah, that yeah. You can't, Elder One wins no matter what. So yeah, it did say that, right? Grind, can't be defeated. Maybe Grindelwald gave him the wand or something. Like Grindelwald is like good. Dumbledore was, take everything and you hide it. And it was. Or pass it out to people. Because then how did James Potter get it? Uh, the invisibility cloak. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny. Even it's in the story, Dumbledore. it said a, a father Wait, but then gave it, it was to brought up too that Dumbledore took away the cloak for a while mm. from James. Remember, so he couldn't go anywhere. Yep. But I wonder if that was during this whole exchange of items. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that'd be really weird, though. Because just for a second, I was thinking, well. If Dumbledore, if if Grindelwald stole the wand and then Dumbledore defeated him in 1945 and took the wand too. But they said a white flag, which means he didn't actually fight. So, But that is a defeat though. Oh, oh, and then that's how he would get the wand? But that yeah, it feels a little weak. And we don't even know if it was the wand. It could have been the stone. Yeah, well, where's the stone? I like the wands easy to track, like they were saying. <laughs> and the, yeah, and I'm just thinking how long he would have had it. I just thought for a second it could have lined up with if the sorcerer's stone is the stone again, because they were using it for people who are alive to stay alive, maybe. But it, it also could bring someone back from the dead. So I was trying to make a connection with them trying to use. Let's say Grindelwald stole the stone. They maybe were trying to use that to like save Ariana's life. But then it ended up killing her, or well, did the same thing I'm in the saying. story where it made her that's a shell what I'm of herself. Saying. They all ha- they had all three things. Yeah, because Dumbledore had the thing, and then if it was the Philosopher's Stone, the wand, and the invisibility cloak. But then, but she still died. It was to bring someone back to life, but it doesn't even yeah. work. Yeah, it didn't save her. So this makes one master of death. But if she's master of death and it doesn't happen, then are they really? <clears throat> I don't know what the word is. Efficacious. <laughs> hmm. And where, like, if Harry is going to go look for these objects, maybe the question is, where are they? Yeah, what happened? Well, again, I'm kind of locking in on the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone being this stone, the Death Stone. Hmm. And I thought you said the Gravestone. No, that's a possibility, too. But I'm just thinking of stones that have had, like... But who has the Sorcerer's Stone? Well, that's what I'm trying to think back to the, the first book. Yeah, like at the end it was destroyed. So then... There. I was thinking, did it? was it actually destroyed? Do we know? Did Dumbledore say that? <laughs> Dumbledore it probably was, said was that. so he destroyed it. Um, okay. Hmm. Is that good or bad? Maybe that would be good because then it means if that was the actual Death Stone, it means Voldemort can't get it. The worst because it brings back a hollow body. Oh, so yeah, you're right. It doesn't actually bring them back to life. So maybe yeah. it would have been better to like sabotage Voldemort, let him get it. And then it's like a hollow shell of like whatever. But if he's already doing Horcruxes, he doesn't need this thing. But he wants to He wants to death. combine all three so he can mm-hmm. be like super powerful. What if he puts, he probably puts his soul in all three items. Because so, he wanted to create Horcruxes out of them. <laughs> Could that be done? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I am going to ask you a lot of these questions when we actually do the podcast podcast. But I might steal yeah. some of this stuff in because it's interesting. But. Um, so the, the stone might be done away with potentially, you don't know really where it is. Hmm. Uh, where is the cloak? I think they have it. I think they could. It is very good, but I'm not set because Moody saw through it. That's the part that gets me. It's nice. They're calling it perfect. (laughs) They're saying it's really good. But Moody, not even real Moody, Crouch Jr. Moody saw yeah, through it's it. Dark art, so yeah, but 
duh. It just feels like that takes away from it. The Mm. Death Eaters don't see him. Death Eaters don't see him, but then, or granted, Crouch Jr. could have just been using some other clues in the environment. Like maybe he wasn't seeing Harry, but he was seeing that the step was holding on to someone and he was able to put two and two together. Um, I don't know how the the step thing works. Or maybe he couldn't see Harry, but he could see through the step and see like a leg stuck in the stair, that trap mm-hmm. stair. So maybe. maybe there was maybe he wasn't actually seeing through the invisibility cloak. Hmm. But it's enough to make me think, is the cloak really perfect if if he could see? I don't know. It it makes the most sense, but we've heard invisibility cloaks mentioned other times. Like Yeah, but Ron also twice. just explained it to Yeah. So are we supposed to trust them and say that's mm. the one. That's, yeah. This is I the cloak. Like yeah. <laughs> That's very trusting. Interesting. What about the uh, wand? That's what Dumbledore taught us, right? To be trusting. <laughs> yeah, but like we said the other day, look what it got him. Mm-hmm. Trusting was his downfall. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what we can start stone. to think about now. We're like, now that we're talking about death or death being defeated, it's like that's been a bit of a theme anyway. And like... Mm to the well-organized mind you know again it's just like looking back we're like dumbledore was ready for it whatever it was like whatever death looks like so it we can hope that's the hope here and if there's a hope that he at some point had all three of these objects i can't figure out how that's possible but again there's the hope that it is possible now but we still don't understand enough about it like what would that really do um so oh man yeah well this is uh, i want to yeah i know there's a, there, we can have a full discussion now but we'll save it for our actual mm. podcast discussion um this is gonna be a good one but uh ready whoa sure a cold start i know a cold we just start. Need summary though no, no, no. Oh, like not that cold. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not freezing. I don't freezing. remember. <laughs> I, well, I don't either. Danny's going to have to do mm, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm John. I'm Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. Okay, we are on, <gasps> right on chapter time. 20 and 21. Right on time, 7.30. Wow, that is wow. like that is the best that we've ever done in our entire career. history of this podcast. <laughs> our career. <laughs> yep. Our career of podcasting. Um, okay, so give me a quick summary of Xenophilius Lovegood, chapter 20. Um, so we're doing 20 and 21 today. So these two chapters is kind of like getting to the Lovegood house and then leaving at the very end so this is halfway through that journey um they get to xenophilius lovegood's house and luna's house and then they kind of start the conversation um and then the chapter ends when they realize that they are going to get the tale of three brothers that's Mm -hmm. the name of the next chapter um so this is all leading up to that where um he mentions at the end of this chapter the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. So it's a good chapter ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're mm. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. There it is. Giggle, giggle. The name <laughs> of the book. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Anticipation in this chapter. Giggle, giggle. Yeah. Nice. Um, I figured I'd say it rather than trying to giggle because it would just be too weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> you guys are cute. <laughs> Uh, there are a few uh, good lines that start this chapter, and it's some funny relational bouts happening. But it says, uh, Hermione's sulkiness could not mar his buoyant spirits. The sudden upswing in their fortunes and appearance of the mystery doe, the recovery of Gryffindor's sword, and above all, Ron's return, made Harry so happy that it was difficult to maintain a straight face. And then he says... Oh, yeah, well, it's not a bad, it's just a bad habit we've slipped into, said Harry, talking about the taboo. But I haven't got a problem calling him. V no! roared Ron, causing Harry to jump into the hedge and Hermione. <laughs> Nose buried in a book at the entrance, tent entrance to scowl over at them. Um, what do you guys think of the tracking, of how they're tracking people with saying the V word? Very strange. Yeah. It rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> it just felt to me like something Dumbledore missed. Because Dumbledore was the one encouraging people to use his name. Yeah, and but they weren't tracking it until... Until recently? more recently, I guess. Yeah, until when he rose to power. In yeah, the which is fair. Yeah. But it still felt like one of those things like Dumbledore was saying fear of the name. Wait, what was his actual line? Fear um, of a name increases fear of the thing itself. Which is true, I guess, yeah. but isn't that a little bit healthy at this point? A healthy fear of the dude who's killed so many people? But think about it. If he convinced everyone mm. to to say the name, oh. and they wouldn't put the taboo on it. Because mm -hmm. you can't track it. Yeah, everybody's everyone saying is saying name. it. Even yeah. Vern is saying Uncle yeah. Vern. Okay. You don't hmm. fully believe that statement? I, I do. No, no. I do believe that oh, that okay. is true, but I think if you believe that statement, it's going to make you say his name more, which makes you vulnerable to being tracked. So I feel like Dumbledore would have known that tracking was a possibility and Wait, he, so you thought you think Dumbledore knew about the tracking? No, no, I don't oh. think he, well Sorry. what I'm, I'm saying is he's such a powerful <laughs> wizard, he would have known that it was at least possible. Okay. Because he's the one with the uh Deluminator, which Ron used, which was the first time we've seen the name actually guide someone. So then I'm like, if Voldemort has a Deluminator and he's hearing his name spoken uh, that's a tracker the beam of light inside of him that will guide him to wizards mm. who are saying his name mm. so i was like oh that's not good um so i have to think dumbledore knew the power of a name in more than just creating fear it it feels like that should have been at least a little bit of a warning especially knowing that eventually harry's gonna have to fight voldemort to the death so it's like, yeah, maybe not right this second. Voldemort hasn't, you know, risen to power yet. But hey, Harry, when it gets a little closer, just know that like names actually do have power and you got to be mm -hmm. a little bit careful with this. It's like, you know, Voldemort can track. So I, I, I want to trust Dumbledore again, but the, it just feels like one of those things that I'm like, ooh, yikes. If Ron's right about this, it's actually dangerous to say his name. Feels weird to say. Yeah. Hmm. Jen? <laughs> did you take it the same way were you offended by this he said my name <laughs> but not out of fear out of love <laughs> and saying your name increases love for the thing itself <laughs> right love for a name only increases love for the thing itself Come yep on. so nice. um were you freaked out by this thing did you think ron had it right or would you be out there just saying voldy 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 well, they haven't been talking about his name. I mean, they haven't really said they have they? No, I guess Hermione not. Not in a while. And... Ron never liked it, so. I don't know. I think he 
Why not try to cover, like, do everything you can to not stir up Death Eaters mm. on the search for you? And I feel like this set of chapters, especially the next one, actually supports this idea of old wives' tales that, you know, spooky stories, little things passed down by generations, like general wizarding stories actually have some truth to them. So then I guess my question is, or maybe it's already been confirmed here by Ron, is, well, why have all wizards kind of united in saying, don't even say his name? It, it's like it gives the general vibe, even if it is a wives' tale, what's the truth to that? Mm. Like Dumbledore is saying, no, say his name because it, it leads to fear. But what what do other wizards say? Like don't say his name what, just because it, it gives me a creepy vibe? Or are they saying, no, there's another story um, by, what's the name, Beetle the Bard, where he talks about some names that were said and how it impacted the world or whatever. Like, <laughs> there's got to be more, like another wives' tale that would be a name thing. And it's maybe the same one Ron grew up hearing at night after the Deathly Hallows. But then nobody's mentioned it yet to Harry or Hermione, and they don't know wizarding yeah. stuff. So Because no one says know. the name. <laughs> and I think everyone doesn't say the name partially... I mean, at least my read is they don't say the name because they're just it gives them the heebie-jeebies. Like Hagrid the doesn't say it. Not that there's like lore behind it. There is lore behind it, but it just is like a, a creepy thing to say. Collective um, heebie-jeebies. Yeah, for it's sure. It's just weird that everyone has the same reaction to it. Yeah. It's I think not, that I think yeah. it goes to show how the terror that he caused, like how scary he actually was, and no yeah. one wants to say his name. And I'm I'm just trying to draw the comparisons and say like, did those same things happen? Did we hear Crumb say Grindelwald in a weird way? Or was the terror not at that level? <laughs> nice. <Sorry. laughs> um, in our world, did people ever treat Hitler that way? So it's different for us, the same way it'd be different for the next generation, but we're two generations removed. Well, there so, are names that are just banned that you can't name your children certain things. Like in Germany, I don't think you could name your child yeah. for the first maybe 50 years Hitler. I don't know if you still can or can name your child that or something like that yeah adolf is has been out for a little bit yeah <laughs> um but yeah i i don't know i guess it it, it always felt a little weird but now i'm kind of siding with ron a little and saying all right if yeah. he's if he's tracking people maybe don't say the name but i wish i had a little more from dumbledore's side of more than just the fear element that makes it worth saying his name hmm yeah, there's definitely uh, this. These two chapters are like the interesting lore. That's why I love the tales of Beetle the Bard. Um, we should like read those. We can after when, when oh, we're done, yeah, we'll yeah, read nice. them. There's because there's five tales in them. They're like fun little tales. The best one is obviously the tale of the three brothers, like the culmination of it. But there's other like cute ones in there that are fun. <laughs> nice. um, but I love the idea of like lore that she brings in. These feel little fairy tales that are like Hermione thinks it's preposterous that this thing could be true, and then all of a sudden it is, and he believes, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of interesting. Um, they do have a, another side discussion about the dough, and Ron says this. Harry did not laugh at Ron because Ron suggests that it's Dumbledore because he understood too well the longing behind the question, the idea that Dumbledore had managed to come back to them. That he was watching over them would have been inexpressibly, inexpressibly comforting. He shook his head. So is there any chance that this dough could have been Dumbledore? <laughs> what? 
I don't remember what I said last time because I think we talked about this. <laughs> yeah, so we did I'm talk trying, about what the dough was. I'm trying to was. think. You thought it was then. Lily for a little bit, but you were like, I don't know how that's possible. So you you guys oh, went yeah, through maybe a few different names, but dough. That's right. You never had like a conclusive person that you thought the dough was. Mm. I you definitely do now. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I feel like it has to be someone alive, though, right? I actually was thinking no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How would well, it not be flipped, someone alive? I feel like. Well, I, I guess I'm just, we don't know enough about a Patronus. Um, for one, it could be a Patronus like Harry thinks it is, or it could not be a Patronus and be something else similar. And maybe Patronus things are just mimicking this thing if it's something else. But I was thinking... Um, What's that thing? You you die twice. You die when you physically die, and you die when the last person who remembers you dies. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, as long as someone is remembering somebody, maybe this is like a spirit of them. So my first thought, well, I can't say my first. Over the last oh, week, I've gone through a lot. From? Wait, wait, why can't you say oh your first thought? <laughs> well, no, no, I, I, not that I can't say it, but I don't remember what it was because I've had so many <laughs> thoughts about who could have done this. Um, and if you want to know my first thought, you can go back to the library. And I don't remember what I said, but um, but since then, my thoughts have been the Lily idea of it being just a gentle spirit of Lily. Um, because I like the stag and doe thing. Um, I also thought it could be Kendra or Ariana. Mm -hmm. um, because again, it, I, I'm, we haven't seen enough to know if a guy's Patronus is a male animal and vice versa. Um, or I should say with women, uh, female animal. So I'm assuming this is a woman, but I, I'm just not sure. So that was my initial instinct. But then I thought if it's a guy, what about Godric Gryffindor? This mm -hmm. is his sword. And I think that was one of the things that I said where he put something, not a Patronus, or maybe the sword has some kind of Horcrux comparison where this is a piece of Godric Gryffindor. Maybe not a tether, not quite the same thing, but just he left a piece of himself in the sword so that it has an energy. The same energy that allows it to present itself to people, this was an extended presentation to Harry. Not as simple as the sword being in the sorting hat which gets dropped on his lap but the sword being nearby and then beckoning harry to it so again the the idea that this would be from the sword and then we don't know godric gryffindor's wife or any other relatives or whatever like it could be another female in his life um or maybe the male female thing doesn't actually matter with patronuses um but those were my main thoughts hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, you guys had some some funky theories for those ones. The Ariana, the the it being a dead person is really fascinating. Um, the only issue with that is it, there was someone there. So unless that person behind the tree, yeah, right? unless that person wasn't the person who really did anything, and they were like maybe just the guardian of it. Um, so maybe it could be Dumbledore if Dumbledore is still alive. Even Harry and Ron seem to think that the person has to still be alive because they they both kind of come to the agreement he's yeah. dead. But they're thinking maybe he's still alive and he cast the Patronus. And I think that was a weird thing too. The way, maybe I'd have to read it again and see. I interpreted it as the doe walking right down to the water mm -hmm. to guide Harry all the way. But it felt like odd Patronus 
movement um, where you can give a Patronus a message and send it to someone, like an mm. owl, I guess. But I guess we've never seen a Patronus do that. Like, what's the extent of what your Patronus can do? Is it like a Pokemon or a well-trained <laughs> animal that it can do like whatever? Like, yeah, go get Harry, bring him to this spot. You're like giving a list of instructions. Um, it felt a little odd because I feel like usually it was a one-way trip, like go find this person or you're just releasing it and it just knows what to do when it encounters the darkness of a Dementor mm. and it absorbs that. But I guess it, it felt odd, the idea that it was a Patronus. I never quite bought that. Mm. Just something about it feels off. Yeah. <laughs> I keep looking over <laughs> waiting for something and you're like, I got nothing. <laughs> well, it's just because I'm absorbing what you're saying. That's um, a lot. Yeah. Jen, do you have any like... I was just trying to think of people that was like introduced to the book, but like we don't really know anything about or like like a new character that maybe would be more involved that isn't. Mm. Like we haven't seen. Because you guys had a guess it was Grindelwald, right? Oh, I forgot. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Which I... I don't mind. I don't mind that guess. Mm. Oh, that was a good guess. I like yeah. that one. We'll stick with that. Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> Um, Ollivander, Grindelwald, and um, but then oh, they wouldn't go along with your else. male. You guys, thing. I feel like you guys yes. just guessed every single person in the books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're right. We're basically <laughs> right, right about something. You guys were like Lily, James, Grindelwald, <laughs> oh. Snape, Dumbledore. Oh, I did know? say Snape, <laughs> and I was gonna say Petunia too. Yeah, Petunia, because I think we <laughs> yeah, mentioned her before. She's a wizard. <laughs> like she, we never really knew if she was a squib or a wizard or whatever. So we're like. <laughs> What if mm -hmm. she takes this moment to say, fine. Yeah, you guys went wild with your predictions for these. Yeah, ones. so we were a little bit of everywhere, but um, we just don't know enough to know. Again, mm -hmm. just the simple thing of male or female. We don't know who it was. Um, but I'm assuming McGonagall's Patronus is a cat. someone that put the that. sword there, right? I, I would think, but the sword is weird to me. So in theory, they... the bad people put it in the vault thinking it would just stay but again if this sword can just pop in and out whenever a worthy gryffindor needs it or like shows gryffindor qualities would it do any good to lock it away or would it just like poof, disappear a like one. a port key and just be gone it was fake but i'm just saying from the the bad people's perspective i'm assuming oh. they understand what the sword does mm. and even if they didn't they could ask like snape could talk to the the portraits on the wall and be like yo give me the scoop on this thing and then they would probably know, right? Then they're like, yeah, well, actually, Harry did this thing last year where he just, it appeared in the sorting hat. Or is the sword more physical than that? That it's like the sword in the stone. Like the sword can be there, but you just can't wield it to its full power unless you're a worthy Gryffindor. Um, and the sword itself is just a physical object that can't move itself. I don't know. I like thinking it's a little bit living, hopping around, doing its thing. Hmm. Um, but we haven't seen it enough to know. Mm -hmm. The phoenix still had to carry it in the sorting hat. <laughs> yeah. So could the phoenix have done this? Does the phoenix have its own patronus? <laughs> oh <my laughs> and it's gosh. not a phoenix. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, will Ron and Hermione ever reconcile? Because <laughs> their lines in Big this time. chapter are so funny. <laughs> There's a few of them, especially <laughs> when they start when in the next chapter when... Um, Hermione starts reading the tale. She's like, there went through, they were traveling along a long, winding road at midnight. And uh, Ron goes, Twilight, 
Mom always says Twilight. Then <laughs> <laughs> she shoots some oh, daggers. That is great. Uh, are they ever going to reconcile? Yeah. Yeah, they will. They kind of have to. Why? I we I you understand why Hermione is a little mad, but ladies, from a woman's perspective, can you give us insight into why Hermione <laughs> is so furious <laughs> and why she hasn't talked to him for? <laughs> She's got to get over it first. Those frustrations. I, <laughs> I mean, you you talk. But no, you talk. <laughs> I want to hear yours first. She's talking again. Yeah, yeah. No, I know I'm talking, but like you. I know that's why I'm like. No, know. I know, but you talk. <laughs> Do you have anything? No, that's why I want you to talk. Oh. Like I, just, I think it's more guys, like I'm trying she's to sort scared in my head. Like of she what was to say. like so afraid of like yeah. what could happen. Maybe that mm-hmm. it was so scary to her that it was so like mean of him that she's like angry. Like you could have died, or I would never have seen you again. Mm. And you left on like bad terms, and it's like you can't even get close. I don't know. Like you can't. So then seeing that person again, it brings that all back and then you mm. just or it's like a fear and anger mix mm-hmm. i don't know you're better at this psyche stuff than <laughs> no no i mean mm. that's definitely true um i should have read this chapter so i have like more specific <laughs> I was thoughts like, again women's... but it's it's true it's it's <clears throat> anger is a mask i was just talking about this to someone <clears throat> If you're angry about something, it's a mask for something deeper. Mm-hmm. So like what you were saying, it was a fear of like, would she ever see him again? Mm-hmm. And so he's back and it's like, all right, she's angry because of that fear. And she's just got to process through it. She's young, you <laughs> yeah, know, sure. she doesn't know how to deal <laughs> with these emotions. Yeah, Those are big emotions, yep. you know? So it's like, <laughs> obviously she adults. cares for him. <laughs> what? Even for adults. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking for myself. I'm like, it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to process through, you know. But, um, you know, she cares for him, so it's like she's got to, I don't know, work through all of that. Yep. And sometimes you just got to be pissed off at the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let it out. You know. <laughs> but we also Real don't know. How. Everyone processes in their own time. Uh, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how long has it even been, though? We don't yeah, know. I was gonna say it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long, but it's probably been like a week, I'd say. Oh, really? I thought of it oh. as being longer than that, like a month. But maybe I just don't remember no, if there they, was any other like gauge. They left to the Xenophilius and they said it was still Christmas holidays. So it might have been still been like uh, maybe a, a week or two have passed. Oh, okay. But they were I going... was thinking they were working out something with uh, the portrait of Phineas. Where it... I, it felt like that when they were talking about that, I thought they were talking about it in like longer term like over the weeks they some weeks they took him out some weeks they didn't and didn't all of that happen that while was, ron was gone yeah or that, ron was there for some of that that all happened before oh okay um, gotcha godrick's hollow so that yeah, happened yeah, yeah. godrick's hollow happened then maybe like another little bit happened but between godrick's Ma- hollow maybe and now two days. is pretty short like yeah or two yeah, or three yeah, yeah. days because they they apparated and disapparated because they kept hearing people mm-hmm. and because christmas morning was the first or christmas was the first time they said the name ron i yeah. think and yep. that's when ron was talking about that so that's when he came back and he was looking for them that that morning and they left mm. and the, uh, like they uh, 
the invisibility cloak. So it probably wasn't that long. And yeah, then Ron okay. comes back. It's probably another maybe week before they go to Xenophilius's around then. But I think also, though, it's like it's it's good or easier to be mean to someone and give them a hard time. So you're not you're not attaching yourself to them again because mm. you don't know if they're going to leave again. Oh, wow. That's actually mm. interesting. Yeah, because that's that's the that's question. Right. Is the wall going up? <laughs> <laughs> Because all of her anger comes from love. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it does. How? She, well, only because it's, the only reason she's so mad is because of how much oh, she yeah, cares yeah, about okay. him. Yeah. Because if he was anyone else, she would have said, well, forget that dude then. Right, Peace care. out. And then, yeah. So the reason she is upset is because the amount of upset is equivalent to the amount of love. The question is to protect herself, is she putting up a wall to say, now I won't let you close again, so I can't get hurt again. Yeah, or will it, it be the opposite and yeah. say, uh, you know, we'll work it out. But, but then he has to like earn trust back. So it's like a way yep. of like you're kind of giving it to him. But then as he slowly takes it and then like shows like, no, I, you know, I'm going to stay mm -hmm. or be here for you or whatever. Yep. It, it gets less and less of like um, the brunt of this. And, and Ron, I think, is handling it well, See, you're too. Good at this, too. Well, that's because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron has unshakable optimism here. I think he has to. Um, he's like overcompensating. This isn't normally who Ron is, but I think he's overcompensating so much to prove oh, yeah. to Hermione that he's like going to stick around. I feel like he's not joking around with her as much as he usually does, right? Yeah, because I don't think Hermione's allowing but, it. I think he's right, trying to. right. Well, yeah, I would shut that down yeah. real quick. <laughs> and his joking is often like teasing where it would yeah. might, might approach that line. And he's like, yeah. I'm not going to get even close to that line yeah. right now. I love the th one thing where they're deciding to go to Xenophilius's. And uh, she goes, um, <laughs> uh, but you, don't you think if it was, Dumbledore would have told uh, me about it before he died? Maybe. Maybe it's something you need to find out for yourself, said Hermione, with a faint air of clutching at straws. Yeah, said Ron, sycophantically. That makes sense. No, it doesn't, snapped Hermione. It's like, <laughs> like we ought to talk to Mr. Lovegood. A symbol that links Dumbledore, Grindelwald, and Godric's Hollow. Harry, I'm sure we ought to know about this. It's so funny. She's just mad here, but it's their, uh, their relationship is interesting. Um, another maybe psychological question, and this kind of kind of is confirmed in the next chapter, obviously. But uh, Danny made some predictions about Luna, um, oh, and yeah. her not being there, and how Zeno is a little shifty right now. Mm -hmm. But what would you have done in Zeno's position? Because he uh, when yeah. when he sees Harry, he they well he brings him in. And he's like, you ought to not be here. And then he says, let me go get Luna. And that's when he goes goes to alert. So he alerts him in that's this chapter. Stupid. I don't think. Hmm. I think it's dumb because I've seen it in all, all the movies and shows yeah. you're watching. It's like an evil person doesn't do a good deed for you because mm -hmm. you brought someone. No, but he's desperate. He is. He's desperate. No, yeah. baby girl. I like, know, but then it's like, okay, work with Harry to get to get Luna back. Yeah. Don't give up Harry. Right. But that's the that's the desperation, like not mm -hmm. thinking. Oh logically. yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. If I was in his shoes, I would probably have put poison in the tea because they all drank it and then yeah. he would have actually been able to. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm yelling at the book in my mind. I wrote it in the margins. I'm like, do not drink that tea. Yeah, for real. Um, the Gertie root stuff. Because it yeah. actually would have worked. You yep. know what I mean? They drank it. They didn't even question it. Put a little sleeping draft in there. Yep. Yeah. 
done. They all would have been done. And uh, that's why I forget if I said it out loud, but I was yeah, like, Harry's like the only chance they have against Voldemort. Exactly. Not. So why would you give him up? No, no, I, trust me. I totally get that. I'm just saying if I was in his shoes and know. someone was holding my daughter captive, I'd be like, yeah, forget yeah, this gone. other dude. Like mm -hmm. I, I'd love to say, oh, I wouldn't the greater good. But no, if I was in that, in his shoes, I would. Mm -hmm. And so I get it from his perspective as much as I'd love to be like, no, you got to do the right thing. Cause think of the, all the other people. Um, cause I'm saying you're all dead already. So like, but, but they're actually, matter? I actually think they're going to let Luna go after this. Because what do they care? They're holding on to some annoying, like, weird girl and just, like, you know, like, it's like probably easier to just be like, like, all right, let her go. You know what I mean? Like, but she has, like, the gnomes or whatever. She's fine. She has gnomes. She's, like, exactly. so, like, <laughs> she's such an interesting character. She, I feel like she could handle herself. Mm. Yeah, I guess. If anybody could, she, well, she, yeah, because she, she just, could. like, is very, like, no one thinks. Her mind is different, I think, than everyone else's mm -hmm. logical thinking, mm. and she could probably fend for herself or get you herself. You think like escape from the Death Eaters? Maybe. That'd be cool. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it also wouldn't surprise me if, uh, like, I guess if she, no, if she already escaped, then she would have made it home by now, right? Well, she yeah, also probably. sees, like, I don't know, the Thestral, like, there's gotta be some other creatures or something. Yeah, maybe. Her. If anybody could do it, she could. But it, I, I think this is really good writing because it shows the desperation of Xenophilius. Yeah. Like the Death Eaters come and they say like, you've tried something every week and it's been pathetic attempts. It's like he's going to reveal the definitive proof that the crumpled horn snorkak exists or something like that. <laughs> like stupid stuff. But you can tell it's this guy who's lost his wife. And that's the other sad thing when they go up yep. to uh, Luna's room. and <laughs> They see all the pictures of themselves on the wall. They see the picture of Luna with her mother. And so you like see the cost that this guy has paid and just through living his life he doesn't have his wife anymore and then he's about to lose his daughter and he's trying everything that he can and so it's interesting when you read this and you reread this and you see like in your mind the the face that he makes when harry knocks on his door and he sees harry it's like a really compelling face it's like this he's got he's an interesting character to me and it actually bothers me a little bit that this happens in it in the next chapter when he says, like, you know, the Death Eaters are coming, or he asks where Luna is, and then Harry says, uh, Mr. Lovegood, get out of the way. I don't, we don't want to hurt you. I'm like, I know they have to get out of there because of, the because of the Death Eaters. But I'm like, it bothers me because they're not looking at what he is, hmm. he has lost and he is about to lose right now. Yep. So that's why Hermione is a heck of a lot smarter with her whole plan, yes, we'll talk about that plan. in the next chapter. Yep. That was brilliant. So we'll talk about that next chapter, but I don't know. Zeno, I sympathize sympathize with Zeno a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, agreed. He's in a tough spot. Yeah, and and now if they read his mind, <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't think like you guys. <laughs> you you would want or no not would. or maybe I can't even picture my put myself in, in there, yeah so. in in his shoes. Because I'm always like, you got to do the right thing and get it done. I really Everyone's hope I don't gonna, get kidnapped. But like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just funny to me that if they had come up with a plan, is there a plan he could have done with Harry to make this work? Like if they did the same exact thing. All right. Yeah, I'm going to call the Death Eaters here. But when they get here, you need to break out of these like chains that I put you in. 
and then attack the Death Eaters and attack me and then run. That way it might be enough evidence to get Luna released or whatever. Like, is there a plan they could have done? Or are they just going to give him truth serum and actually, or like Snape reads his mind. Mm. So I don't know how important this all is, but this is the closest contact they've had with Harry in a long time. Voldemort in, well, I guess that was last week, Voldemort (laughs) in Godric's Hollow. But other than that, it was a long time ago. So it just feels a little bit strange. Mm. So it kind of played out perfectly in some ways. Um, to get them out of there and hopefully luna released there is one more thing in this chapter that i want to talk talk about because i think both of you guys paused at this and you want you like thought about it for a quick second and this is the line it says he turned away from the window and his gaze fell upon another peculiar object standing upon the cluttered curved sideboard a stone bust of a beautiful but austere looking witch wearing a most bizarre looking headdress Two objects that resembled golden ear trumpets carved out from the sides. Tiny pair of glittering blue wings was stuck to a leather strap that ran over the top of her head, while one of her one of the orange radishes had been stuck to a second strap around her forehead. Ah, you have spotted my pet invention, Zeno said, modeled fittingly enough upon the head of the beautiful Rowena Ravenclaw. Wit beyond measure is man's greatest treasure. And you guys pause at that and thought about that line for a little bit during the live read. Danny definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about this headdress? You were like th- looking, talking about the headdress for a second. Well, it, it caught me off guard at first because I, I usually read so slow. And then the speed, I missed that it was a stone bust. Mm. I thought it was a picture of Ravenna Ravenclaw wearing it. So I thought this could be a Horcrux. Or something Voldemort wants to make a Horcrux because I thought it belonged to her. So then that that connection of it's a Ravenclaw item, because right now we're kind of looking for one, Mm. um, where the idea of the four founders having sacred objects that they've all had. So that was the initial thing. And then I thought, but how? Because Xenophilius is not old enough for that. That wouldn't make any sense. She's a thousand years earlier, but then I'm time travel. So that's why my mind just went crazy. And then I go back and thought, realized, oh no, stone bust, modern time. He invented this thing. <laughs> Nothing crazy like that. And then it was more simple. It was just a pretty cool invention. I was like, put this thing on and then start getting to work of trying to solve some of this Horcrux mm. stuff. Um, Cause if you can declutter your mind and get rid of all distraction, I feel like that would be a, like a superpower. Hmm. of giving yourself a little direction because they're, they're a little lost about what to do next but i'm let me read my margins here um yeah 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 i said don't trust uh, xenophilius <laughs> do a do a snake check a, a neck <laughs> yeah. genie uh, i know for check. real yeah yeah so it's weird because you trust him, but you don't trust him because he's giving more information. And at that, even at the next chapter, um, when he gives away the tale of the three brothers, Hermione's like, that's not it. And even Jen, I think you were like, that can't be it. There's got to be something else behind this like mark that like so many people love and get tattooed on on them and everything like that. So we'll talk about that in the next chapter, but you kind of simultaneously trust him and don't trust him at the same time. He seems like, like um, I think we've talked about this before, but even with Luna, you guys have been like, Luna... I feel like is right about everything. She's one of those characters in this that are like, you know, whatever she's saying about, you know, crumpled horn snorkax or, you know, troll saliva or uh, gnome saliva. You're yeah. like, these things are true. So 
when Zeno comes in the picture and he's talking about the tale of the three brothers and how there's these these uh, deathly hallows that exist in the world and how everyone's kind of looking for them, like they're seekers of this, you oddly trust them mm. for this, but you don't know if there's something else there. there. There's something more attached to it. And this idea of like this headdress that he's putting on Rowena Ravenclaw is like, what is what is he talking about? Is this fact or fiction? Is this not another one of his like weird inventions or is this actually steeped in some, something more real? Um, but you don't really know. So it's weird. Yeah. And I think we also don't fully understand the story of his wife and she was kind of like a bit of a zany inventor, but I like believing that it would certainly function, Mm. um, this thing. Yeah. Um, and even the bust of Ravenna Ravenclaw, I'm like, is that, how normal is that? That feels mm. like a little different. I don't think we've seen that before. Um, so it feels like there's just that, I don't know, something special about this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and even just her writing style of drawing the extra attention to it. Um, it feels like something worth investigating a little bit. Mm. Um, and then mentioning treasure in the wit beyond measure is man's greatest treasure that was the other part that made me like wait what is that wait what's going on because where your treasure treasure is is. there your heart will be and i'm like wait but your treasure your greatest treasure is wit beyond measure so i'm like trying to make connections between these things of clues (laughs) so if wit is your greatest treasure is that a is that um a line you know what i mean like he's saying this line is that like a wizard thing a catchphrase a little uh colloquialism that they say because then again i'm saying this could be a piece of dumbledore's little clue um but i don't know exactly how and Mm. wit like what is what's the where is wit if that's where yeah your heart treasure wit. (laughs) i'm like trying to connect all these things and i just can't quite get it but um it got me excited all the same Mm. Yeah, yeah um yeah. And then the chapter ends really well. So we'll go on to the next one unless you have anything else for uh, this chapter. I just like that Kingsley was uh, fighting so many people. Yeah, right? Go Kingsley. I know. He's on the run now too, which is really interesting. Fought his way out. Simply because he said the name Voldemort. Um, okay, let's do uh, chapter 21, The Tale of the Three Brothers. Give me a quick summary of this one. Um, This is where they read the chapter um called the deathly hallows which is kind of like a little fairy tale folk tale um that is talking about mysterious objects we're learning about the symbol what it means um and then a little discussion between these three and xenophilius about whether the objects are real or just um you know fantasy and then the chapter ends with finding out xenophilius betrayed them a little bit mm-hmm. um called the death eaters the owl that flew by the window is actually to notify death eaters and then um they're coming to capture him so they make a a daring escape with hermione thinking ahead mm-hmm. and then it ends in suspense yeah the, the line that i was saying is there were once three brothers who were traveling along a long lonely winding road at twilight midnight our mom always told us said ron who had stretched <laughs> out arms behind his head to listen hermione shot him a look of annoyance <laughs> and then 
after they tell the whole entire thing, and we'll have a discussion on kind of each of these objects, this is one of the lines that we say, that uh, Zeno says, we are talking about a cloak that really and truly renders the wearer completely invisible and endures eternally, giving constant and impenetrable concealment no matter what spells are cast at it. How many cloaks have you ever seen like that, Miss Granger? Hermione opened her mouth to answer, then closed it again, looking more confused than ever. She, Harry, and Ron glanced at one another, and Harry knew they were all thinking the same thing. It so happened that a cloak exactly like the ones you know had described was in the room with them at that very moment. So, for one of the first questions, we'll talk about each of the Hallows, but do you actually think this story is a real story? A fairy tale. Do you think it's a fairy tale or it's a real story? Or maybe a mix of both? A mix. Maybe a mix. Hmm. You said mix too. So are these objects then real? Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the cloak that they have. I don't get the stone thing. Mm. That is the weird one. So the stone's a weird one. So let's go over the two ones that you say are easier then. Let's go over the well, cloak. Well, Harry has the cloak. You actually think that his is the actual invisibility cloak that Death uh, has? Yeah. I'm a little skeptical of that. Mm. Why? Because um, we've seen at least three cloaks mentioned. And they're rare enough that I don't think any of the three would be familiar to know how great this one is compared to others. Mm. Um, except for what Xenophilius told them, but like, it also feels weird to like trust Xenophilius about this while he's literally in the midst of betraying them. So I don't know, something about it just feels a little off. Um, it could be, it lines up that the cloak hasn't faded. It's really old. It's not ripping or, you know, like all of the things Xenophilius said. And even Ron was like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't rip. It is kind of like great, but I'm trying to think of the other two cases where we saw invisibility had one. Yeah, Moody just and, had one. Yeah, or they... And then somebody else did too. They talk about how Moody has an invisibility cloak. I don't think we ever saw it. Well, the Crouch family had one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when it came up, I said, this is the third one we've seen in the books. And I don't like that Moody could see through this one. Yeah. Um, when he was Crouch Jr. Um, at the bottom of the stairwell, Harry was stuck in the stair. Well, and, there is you know, a point to explained it. Explained it out a little bit. Yeah, there is a point to it where... If he's if he's stuck at the bottom of a stair, maybe he's looking through the stairs rather than looking through the yep. blanket. Yeah. So the nobody else could cloak. see because of the stairs, yeah. but he could see through the stair. So maybe that's the to explanation see his behind foot. it. Or or just seeing like that the stair was holding on to someone, yeah. even if he couldn't tell, he'd be like, It must be an invisibility cloak. Because Moody um, would be like death there. <laughs> like death can't see whoever's wearing this invisibility cloak. But hmm, Moody but can. But Moody can, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does feel a little funky but you're right there are other explanations for that um but it also just feels funny if this is that important that dumbledore is like yeah let's let's give it to harry because mm. he's been a little bit careless with this and it's invisible mm. he's like he could have totally lost this multiple times um although how lost could it be how far can you accio you know maybe if it's like kind of lost you know accio maybe those are avelio too does that work on invisibility cloaks I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Revelio. Remember they oh, did like Revelio human, humana or something to see if there were humans in um, 12 Grimald. Mm -hmm. And then 
They did it here in this chapter. They did it here. Yeah. The Death Eaters did to see if there was anyone upstairs. And then in general, I'm just thinking if you're, if you lose your cloak and it's invisible and you're like, I know it was around here somewhere, um, you might be able to reveal it. But even if you couldn't, Harry might be able to reveal it. It wasn't invisible until it was on. Am I totally wrong? I thought it was referenced where it was I thought it was somewhere. like a chain link kind of like Whoa, like Mithril. Nice. Well, maybe Ooh. I'm thinking maybe that's what I'm getting confused with. Um <laughs> Great Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> um I think because in the movies it always felt a little more cloaky, like classic fabric, maybe, but um yeah, you could just... I'm trying to think of when we actually saw it or if I'm just picturing Harry like putting the thing on. Um, but I thought somewhere in the books, like when um, at some point I thought we saw it like on the ground and he was having a hard time finding it or something. But that is interesting. Like if it's inside out, is it more visible? But then when you put the invisibility side out, um, it's different. And then even when Malfoy hit him in the train car and then covered him with the invisibility cloak, I remember we were like, oh my goodness. And then Malfoy's just like, yeah, sure, I'm going to leave this cloak here with him. Yeah, right. When he thought that was like a clever little thing, but it would have been way crazier to take this cloak, um, which he easily could have done while Harry was just stunned there, you know? Um, So again, it's just one of those funny things where I'm like, man, if this is that valuable maybe Dumbledore should have made that a little more clear to Harry. Um, I mean, maybe not, maybe it doesn't matter. And Dumbledore knew that like it would be fine um, somehow, but it's just not giving me that vibe of being that amazing because of how it's, it was treated and talked about and everything. Mm. Maybe. And nobody else was as wowed. Were they kind of? Hmm. So um, let's talk about the elder one for a second. If this exists, where would it be? And then uh, let's uh, let's talk about that question. Mm. Well, let's talk about all of them, and then I'll ask a follow up for that. Jen, any theories? Where is the wand? Yeah, <laughs> that's so broad. I'm not sure. I know. Do you do think you that we've seen it, or do you think it's just like in the world somewhere, and mm. you know, it's just out there? It sounded like it got passed around a lot by being In history, stolen. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, in history. Oh, yeah. Xenophilius was kind of going through that. I'm he trying said to you have to steal it in order to yeah. keep it. He said there's all, there was all sorts but, of these legends of duels or like people, not necessarily mm-hmm. even duels, there were all sorts of legends of people um, like getting their throat slit or like dying in the middle of the night or whatever it is because... Because they had the wand. Yeah, they had the wand and bad things happened. To I guess I always keep going back to how like Dumbledore signed his name with that symbol. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if that has like a deeper meaning. Like they made a pact to like collect these items and pass them down to the like a prophecy child. So mm. maybe Harry or where you're going to have things hidden until... I don't know. Someone comes. Maybe they had prophecies. Like I think Danny mentioned. Maybe there's multiple ones that like they were preparing for Harry to come, and then mm. they realized what it was going to be when Voldemort versus Harry. I don't know. Mm. 
Hmm. So maybe they like, okay, like someone's going to take over and be evil and taking over the world. And they're like, okay, well, how do we defeat that? Let's come up with a plan. And like the greater good. Interesting. I don't know. Something like mm. that. Maybe Harry so then, is the greater good. That's, I like hmm. that theory, actually. That, that's an interesting one, too, because this they, they had this one be Grindelwald's mark. Probably because he signed it, too. Yeah. And so did Dumbledore, but no one saw that Dumbledore signed it that way. Hmm. So maybe that was like a pack, and maybe it was a third person that we're missing. Oh, third. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. Ooh. Because maybe yeah. it's one person has the wand, one person had the cloak, and one person has the stone. And it's a weird one, too, that at the beginning of the chapter, Xenophilia says the symbol is is one that you would show to other like people or other believers so they can help you on, your, on the quest. Mm-hmm. And that's also a little weird because then just that dynamic of is it some secret little symbol and then you're putting it out there and only, I was going to say only some people would know, but it's like, it feels like this symbol goes kind of way back. If this story goes way back. Um, so it's weird that Grindelwald gets the credit for it. The credit, for, but maybe he or the blame. Then. Mm. <clears throat> but maybe that's what needed to happen. Yeah, maybe. And hmm. And then how about the resurrection stone? Does this thing exist and where where would it be? I like the one line where Hermione's like, that's ridiculous. You'd have to use every single, you'd have to test every single stone in the entire universe. <laughs> and Xena's like, I'm glad that you're finally opening up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that's a great line. Kind of showing the zany side. Yeah. Um, I do think it's real, yeah. But how do we find it? Yeah, where is it? How do you test it? Maybe you have to get the elder wand to find the stone. Hmm. And could the deluminator do something similar? No, the stone can't talk. <laughs> Did all the, um, all the brothers died? Mm-hmm. In the tale. Yeah. yeah. One just greeted death as an old friend. The other two died in tragic ways. Hmm. So, oh, that was the other thing too. We were saying, well, if the invisibility cloak is the one. How did it get to James? What was that path? Did they have, these brothers have kids? Hmm. Mm. Were they married? It, yeah. Is it is it and a long kids. line of people? And yeah, did it get passed down generation to generation? Is that mm. why the Potter family was such a thing? Because Voldemort's always like the Potters. Mm. Um, so it could be could they be descended from the Peveril family? Well, also because yeah. that was the grave, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Notice Peveril. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they could be. And we had speculated that the, what was it, the Resurrection Stone? What's Lily's maiden name? Evans. Evans. Okay, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. And um, she's Muggle-born, too. But it, maybe, maybe she's not. Maybe hmm. we don't really know anything about the grandparents, so. Up until this point, we know that she's muggle-born. True. Could And we were saying, could um, the Sorcerer's Stone, the Philosopher's Stone, be 
the uh, I keep wanting to call it like the life stone or something, the uh, <laughs> resurrection stone, because it feels similar in in vibe. But then it feels odd to then call it something else, and then didn't it get destroyed? And but it again wow. is just saying that this kind of stone could exist. It's it's a thing. Stones can have power. If a stone can be a bezoar in mm. in the stomach of a goat. Is there a goat that's been alive for a long time? It's just had this stone <laughs> chilling in it, you know? Aberforth's goat has just been uh, just sucking on this stone for a long time. So um, you guys are even talking about these, like, like uh, things that Harry should go after right now. So should Harry pivot the Horcrux quest and go after these <clears throat> Deathly Hallows? Is that how he's going to defeat Voldemort? By like, doing what? Yes. Put yourself in his shoes. What would you guys do? Would you guys go after these objects? Because if you had all three of these objects, you're the master of death. Even if you know Voldemort has these horcruxes, you can probably still vanquish him in some way. Well, that's the beauty of it. I've been thinking it, it opened up the door to maybe Harry living by the end of this mm. book. Because up until now, I've been thinking he might genuinely have to sacrifice himself. And I'm like, but if they can get their hands on a resurrection stone. Interesting then maybe you can do both. But the part that is weird to me, but though... But you still think that he's going to die, though. Well, kind of, only because I'm, I'm drawing, like, Christ comparisons, you know? It's oh, like... Yeah, and yeah. He, he's the he's the savior figure in a lot of ways. And... Interesting. It feels like all this... They, one can't live while the other does. Prophecy. It feels... I've been, been thinking he's going to die. And now I'm thinking... There's a chance he'll come back. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay. <clears throat> but they've got to find the resurrection stone. Yeah. And I feel like their their paths have aligned because we're thinking the Elder Wand was stolen by Grindelwald. They already wanted to find him anyway because of the symbol. Um so I'm like, it feels like all all roads lead to Grindelwald at this point. You've got to like figure out what happened to him. Is he still alive? Mm. If so, talk to him. And if not, is there any record of what might have happened to him but then dangerous because Voldemort's going there but but now i'm really mad at dumbledore if this is all true right not telling him any of this stuff he didn't tell him <laughs> anything that's really messed up like there's a wand that can defeat anyone's <laughs> wand and oh let's find that for harry <laughs> so stupid why yeah why wouldn't dumbledore tell him about this I have no idea. And I can't I'm, even think. I was thinking Dumbledore got the Elder Wand if him and Grindelwald were friends and he defeated Grindelwald and was able to take the wand. But then it just feels weird to then lose track of it. Like, where did it go? You mm. know, did he try and find a way to get it to Harry? Is it Harry's wand? Is it some other? Is it hidden at Hogwarts? Um, it feels weird. So you guys think that he should pivot from Horcruxes to Hallows? A little bit. Well, it, you, you kind of need both. It doesn't matter if you yeah. have everything in, if you could even get all the Deathly Hallows, would that, it wouldn't matter because if um, Voldemort has tethers to Earth with Horcruxes, he can't be defeated, right? Mm. So you almost don't want to kill him too early because then you lose track of him. Mm. Like, where is he going to get stronger again? How long is he going to wait? He, can he just outlive you, you know? Um, so you, you still have to search for Horcruxes, but where's the next one? They have no leads. They have nothing, I know. 
but at least here they've got some leads. Yeah. Uh, well, what leads are there for the, the Hallows? Um, only Grindelwald. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Um, <clears throat> so does Grindelwald possess one of these Hallows? And if so, what, don't, which one does he possess? I don't think he does anymore. Oh, why? Well, because I think... You, so you did think he... It either he was able to... It, it lasted when Dumbledore defeated him, or somebody else stole it earlier on, if the thing he stole was even the Elder Wand. Because it could have been any of them. We don't know what he stole from um, Grigorovich, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he jumped out a window with something, and I like thinking yeah. that it's one of these things. So... Grigorovich is a wand maker, so it would maybe make sense. But then again, how did Grigorovich get the wand? Mm. But it was something special and relevant to the story. So I'm like, I'm thinking he either stole a Horcrux or one of these things. And I forget what clues have all led to it or if it's just what I just said. Um, but I feel like it being the Elder Wand would make the most sense. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking if he had the Elder Wand that whole time, and then if Dumbledore defeats him, would Dumbledore automatically get it? Or is defeating a separate thing? Did Dumbledore even know he ever got the Elder Wand? Or did Dumbledore just defeat him and then he was able to go back to his Elder Wand in jail in this laboratory he built? Maybe he never even used the Elder Wand because he didn't want to risk it getting stolen. So he hid it away huh. for years. So either that or same thing applies if what he has is the stone or the invisibility cloak if it's another one. Um, I don't know. Um I think of death as being tall, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> if death were to wear an invisibility cloak, it'd be kind of large. Yeah. Um, could you cut it in half? <laughs> is it possible that Harry's cloak is only half a cloak? Actually, in the movies, he does cut a portion of his cloak. Oh, really? What happens yeah. to it? Does it, um, can he do something with it or does it just turn to cloth when you cut it uh, or chainmail? Yeah, it just it's just like uh, he has his own invisibility cloak. The animation is next level. The animation is actually beautiful for it. But he just takes up the cloak and then does like a little slit in it. And then he hands over one little portion of the cloak. Death is huge in this thing, in this mm. tale. Maybe we'll watch it after or something like that. Yeah, nice. It's kind of fun. It's a great animation. Um, and uh, I think that's all that happens. But in the in the books, it says... Death hands over his own cloak of invisibility. It doesn't say he split it. It doesn't say he like cuts it. Right, he just hands right. over his own cloak of, of invisibility. So if, if it was split at all, it would only be later. And then we'd still have to wonder how it all got passed down and mm. whatever. But I'm, that's why I'm thinking Grindelwald has to be a good next stop. Mm. Because he either stole from Grigorovich uh, the wand or a horcrux or... Because, again, I'm saying Voldemort really wants to find out what this thing is. Hmm. And that's what leads me to think it is more likely one of these Hallows instead of a Horcrux. Because Voldemort wouldn't have lost track of a Horcrux, I don't think. Um, and that's the answer to our question, too. Because Voldemort didn't um, have any Horcruxes back when he stole it. Because yeah. he would have stolen it from Grigorovich. Um before 45 when he was defeated it would have been in the 20s or 30s so Voldemort <laughs> wasn't alive bless you thank you um 
So yeah, that to me that answers my questions. I answered my questions. I'm like, Danny asked the questions. He has either the elder wand or the cloak. This should have been welcome the, to Danny's podcast. Yes. Rambling. Well, it, it is interesting that you say that because it either puts it's Dumbledore in an insane light. Like I had never thought about that before because it really either puts Dumbledore in an insane light, like he actually vanquished the person who might have had the elder wand, or he might not have even used it. Like, I've never really considered uh, that. Um, so it's interesting that your opinion of Dumbledore could shoot up or Grindelwald just might be super crafty. Maybe he has mm. like a whole thing of wands and he wasn't using the wand at that moment. And that's why Dumbledore was able to defeat him or something like that. So, yeah. And then where he is now, like, is another interesting question for for if he has the wand. Is, right. Is this book just be kind of going to become a race to see who gets to Grindelwald first. Maybe. I, I feel like that race has already begun. But if Grindelwald still has the wand. How could he be defeated? He would have to. Because again, if, if Grindelwald still has the wand. I assume that that would mean Dumbledore didn't know that he had it. And they were enemies. And this was a genuine defeat. Mm. And then it was all a trick. Because again, I feel like this this tale kind of rewards being clever. Mm. You know, it's like if you're clever enough to deceive death, you get the invisibility cloak. So it's possible then that Grindelwald would still have the wand. And then when Voldemort and or Harry get to him, they'd have to find a way to trick him or kind of defeat him, or distract him so they can steal it. And then Harry having the invisibility cloak really helps in that regard because yeah. he could maybe use that to steal it. Um, since it uh, it feels like stealing is the way to get it, mm. or maybe beating people. I'll have to read that part again because I only read it in the live read, but... Um, it's... Um, well, for the Elder One, it's interesting because the person slits or steals the wand from the eldest eldest brother and then slits his throat for good measure another wizard crept so, up upon the older brother yeah it almost seems like just ripping out of it or like taking it out of his hands is enough the thief took the wand and for good measure man yeah you're right so just taking the wand is enough you could just steal it it's just yeah. a physical object that's really powerful but it can't lose in a head-on-head mm. battle so again, maybe why Voldemort is after it. It would line up with why Voldemort is asking Ollivander questions mm. and uh, Grigorovich because he's after the wand that can beat Harry's because he doesn't know of any other way to do it. There's another really funny line with this one too where it says, it's just a morality tale. It's obvious which gift is best, which one you choose. <laughs> yeah. The three of them spoke at the same time. Hermione said the cloak, Ron said the wand, Harry said the stone. They all looked at each other, half surprised, half amused. That spoke so much of their character. Yeah, I know. It really did. So much. It's so great. Which one is the best for you guys? I don't know. The cloak or the wand? I mm. think I'll lean. I think the wand. I was going to say the wand. <sighs> but it makes you a target. I know. That's the part mm. I don't like about it. I like how Ron was like explaining. He's like, the the close obvious choice. He's like, just don't gallivant around with it and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> the wand. Hmm. 
don't know. I didn't think about it for myself. Mm. I just liked that it described them. Yeah. Yeah, their the character their character through the this story is actually really funny. You see them, they're like their their writing for this one is so good for the small little things that they say, for like even this line of all three of them picking something different. And you know why each of them is picking that. Hermione's just mm-hmm. falling in line with the the book, which is like obviously l- lends you to believe that the cloak is the best. Ron wants, you know, to be the greatest wizard. Glory. <laughs> Glory. And then Harry, which is tragic, wants to bring back yeah. his loved ones. Mm-hmm. So like it's interesting how different people would answer this question. Um, if someone said like the resurrection stone, you probably know they've gone through like some some serious loss or something like that. Mm. But it doesn't really bring them back. It's like yeah, a exactly, ghost yeah. of them. Yep. Yeah. Or a hollow version. Yeah. That weirds me out. Because you think I would choose that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't mm, I don't know if I would. Yeah. It's interesting that Harry chooses that, to be honest. Like, because he has the one line when he's at his parents' grave when he's like, he wishes he was down there with them, down like in the ground, laying beside them. So it's interesting because he seems like he wants to go visit them more rather than him wanting to call them back up. I think he would take any mm-hmm. piece of them, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what that would look like. Defeated. Who can say where it is now? Arcus and Livius. And who can say who may have defeated them? Hmm. I'm just thinking of, again, the defeated... Dumbledore defeating Grindelwald and trying to see if... Because that's where the trail goes cold from our perspective. Mm. Um, so you still are convinced that this is the wand, that it couldn't yeah, be the resurrection I'm, stone? I'm saying 80% sure. Interesting. Yeah. So you think that Dumbledore... Maybe Dumbledore was really the rightful owner of it, but he just never really knew? It, it If that's how it works. But I'm also just not sure because it almost feels like you, the wand itself it determines who the rightful owner is. Meaning, mm. if you're holding it, you're the rightful owner. If you take it from someone, great. If you de- or if you defeat someone, it's like the Ring of you Power, you would almost. take it. But I, I feel like if you, what's the Lord of the Rings reference? Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you looked over at me and just looked over, <laughs> like in case you right, right, whatever. Um, no, I was waiting. I was, was going to be like, yeah. that is. <laughs> well, I, I'm hoping it can't be as simple as just defeating someone because. But then, it, like, yeah, if you kill someone who owns the wand, it just sits there. Again, ring of power comparison. Mm. It just waits until someone else comes along and picks it up. Like, it almost becomes a free-for-all then until someone grabs it. Um, and regardless of who defeated somebody else, it would almost, yeah, if someone finds the wand and grabs it, it's theirs. Whoever gets their hands on it. Yeah. So, anytime. Um and that makes it a scary thing because it's probably what Voldemort is after mm. to defeat Harry from his perspective. And so, maybe for that reason, Harry shouldn't be going after it right now because he's wow. bound to run into Voldemort if he's looking for it. So that's actually an interesting one, too. If Voldemort, that's like, if so, if Voldemort just picks this up, <clears throat> does it kind of make him the rightful owner of the wand? Well, it seems like it because, yeah. again, like when the dude was sleeping, uh, his brother or his younger brother, right? Just grabbed it and then slit his throat for good mm-hmm. measure. So you can just pick it up. Would it work? Mm-hmm. Or did it not work until after he slit the throat? Then he became the rightful owner because he had to like kill him. 
it kind of feels like you could maybe steal um, the slaughter of Emmerich the Evil or how Godelot died in his own cellar after his son took the wand from him. After his son took the wand from him. That's a weird one, too, because we don't know a lot about Godelot, but um, he died mm. in his cellar after his son took the wand. Did he die because he didn't have the wand anymore? Or did his son lock him in the cellar and he just starved to death and his son went around using the wand? But again, did his son rightfully use the wand only after the guy had died? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Danny's going to connect the whole trail. He's going to go home. <laughs> He's going to look through his notebook and find the exact trail where this is. If I have leads. all the names written down. <laughs> um, do we know Barnabas? Who took the wand from Barnabas Deverill? What's the name of the dude with the the one eye in the in the castle? Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, um. <laughs> was that mentioned like? I, I, know, I don't know. It's like uh, it was the statue that yeah. Harry went behind to take the secret tunnel. Uh, no, that was a one eyed witch. Oh, one eyed witch. Okay, I'm okay, thinking yeah. of the for whatever reason Barunfio. I thought it had a B in it. You're thinking or of Barunfio, who maybe. who once. Did a summoning charm, but said it wrong and got a hippo landed oh, on him or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. It's a painting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like in the first book or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, boy. yeah. I think. No recollection. Because it sounds like buffalo. Yeah. Barucalo or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, he had a buffalo um, landed um, on him or something. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to connect these dots. Um, who took the wand? whom he had killed so it's a race <clears throat> for this but they still um the horcrux chase is still on so um maybe uh just a horcrux question before we wrap up this chapter um do you think that voldemort knows they're hunting for horcruxes at this point yeah yeah i mm. i do think so because dumbledore went to snape with the hand issue and I think yeah. Snape would have picked up on yeah, what that's a great it. point. I don't know that he would have known. It might not be a normal way to do it, mm -hmm. but he Does might. Does Snape have. even know about it? Well, that's what I'm saying. He might not actually know, though. Mm. Snape might not know that there were Horcruxes, and even if he did, he might not know that that's what the hand means. Yeah, because really, the book seems to lend an ear to saying no one knows about it except Voldemort thinks he's the only yeah. one because he called in a house elf and then just mm -hmm. you know tried to dispose of the house elf there. So he didn't call anybody, and he like yeah servants right. in to hide this stuff or to like disguise this stuff so mm. yeah do you think that he feels uh something when a horcrux is destroyed That's like they just I destroyed thought. the horcrux do you think that like part of him he hurts i was saying no mm. and I, I was using the analogy of um the hot air balloon with the tethers being the comparison. Yeah. If it's just sitting on the ground on earth, like Voldemort is, there's no tension on those tethers. You wouldn't know <laughs> if it was cut or loose or if it was I'm actually I'm thinking they, they cut all the horcruxes and all of a sudden Voldemort just, <laughs> just ascends. <laughs> he's like, dang and he's it, gone. No. His spirit is just like <laughs> yeah. off to, um, or I should say down to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it, it's just the idea that if there's no tension on a tether, yeah. like, I don't think the word tether is in the books, but I think you had said that yeah, or yeah, people yeah. in the chat were saying it yeah. as being a great word to have it make sense because we were kind of having a hard time with it. Um, so yeah, if, if the hot air balloon sitting on the ground with 
six or seven tethers and they're all cut, you wouldn't know um, mm. until it's put to the test. So in, you know, in that vein, if they have a Horcrux and Voldemort is dying and then, you know, they kill the last one as they're killing him, then maybe he'd feel it like in that moment. But I think if they dispose of all these ahead of time, he wouldn't know for sure. Mm. But he seems a relatively cautious guy. Mm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he was aware of it. If not yet, soon. Because he has to know they're trying to defeat him. Yeah. But would he know that Dumbledore even knows they exist? Or does he really... is His arrogance might be blinding him. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Um, okay, one last question for this chapter. This is one of the lines that we get. And I kind of explained a little bit of this, but I want to... I want. I want to hear what you guys actually think about what's going on here. Uh, Harry held out his left hand. Ron vanished beneath the cloak. The printing press blocking the stairs was vibrating. Xenophilius was trying to shift it using a hover charm. Harry did not know what Hermione was waiting for. Hold tight, she whispered. Hold tight. Any second. Xenophilius's paper white face appeared over the top of the sideboard. Obliviate, cried Hermione, pointing her wand first into his face, then at the floor beneath them. Deprimo. She had blasted a hole in the sitting room floor. They fell like boulders, Harry still holding on to her uh, hand for dear life. There was a scream from below, and he glimpsed two men trying to get out of the way as vast quantities of rubble and broken furniture rained all around them from the shattered ceiling. Hermione twisted in midair, and the thundering of the collapsing house rang in Harry's ear as she dragged him once more into darkness. So what is she doing there? What is Hermione up to? What's she up to, Jen? <laughs> I think we kind of touched on it last time, but I didn't actually catch it that first time. Mm. I forgot what I said. Well, it I'm seems sorry. like apparating is the end thing, right? In that uh, swirling darkness of, of squeezingness. Um, <laughs> but before that, we were going back and forth and saying... What's going on? She erased. Why did she erase his memory? memory? Honestly, a little strange. Yeah. But I think she's hoping Voldemort won't know they're on the path of the Hallows. Mm. Okay. Interesting. And we, they don't know that much yet. We think Voldemort's on that path, potentially. Yeah. Um, but it would help keep them a little separate. So, yeah, I, I think it was just being cautious. But it also seems a little lame because, like I said before, there's a chance they'd let Luna go if they knew that Xenophilius was innocent. Mm. And now they can't read his mind. I forgot about that. To know that he's innocent. He actually was intending on doing what the Death Eaters would have approved of. Mm. Turning on them, turning them in to get his daughter back. Yeah. And even that intention might be enough to say, all right, we'll 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 give her back. You you tried your best, whatever. Yeah. That's being a little optimistic of Death Eaters. But now, well, I guess they have enough evidence. They saw them. They saw them there. Yep. That's something. I know. 
So it's, yeah, so mm. they're able to see him. So they definitely have something that like he wasn't lying. So they're not going to kill Luna for it or like torture him for it probably. Yeah. But they are Death Eater. So you, you don't really ever really know what the heck they're doing. Yeah. And, and like Jen was saying, it's hard to trust. Like whenever people in shows do that, I'm like, you know, they're never going to set that kidnapped person free. They're just going to, you know, kill them anyways. So don't mm. give them what they want. Um, hmm. It's a good, it's a good chapter end. I like the uh, the friendship that Luna of like I know, the pictures. Yeah, yeah. That was so cute. Yeah, <laughs> you're like it's a little creepy. <laughs> a little creepy. But uh, like, imagine walking into like your friend's house and all of a sudden they have pictures all on the wall of you. It's like it's like exactly. It depends yes. on the person that yes. it's from. Coming from her, you're like Luna. I love that you was so my much. Favorite Harry part. felt yeah. a great <laughs> rush <laughs> of affection for Luna. <laughs> Let's go on to that. The favorite, favorite moment. Unless Danny has anything else in this chapter. Well, of course I do. <laughs> um, let me just look one, one second. Skim through it. I'm sure you have tons. Um, oh, there was only. Xenophilius <laughs> sitting up much straighter in his chair and goggling at Hermione. I thought you were new to the Hallows quest. Many of us questers believe that the Peverils have everything, everything to do with the Hallows. So that line didn't stand out to me that much when I first read it. But then reading it now, I was like, wait a second. If we're taking him at his words, and we very much are, that makes me think it's a good place to start looking mm. for these. And we don't know much about them. But maybe we can do some little digging. I don't know if Hermione mm. can find any kind of library things or if she has a book. Or if you go back to that like grave, because that's one of the few things. And actually take a little more time to look at it. Um, if they have everything to do with the Hallows. <laughs> you imagine them going back to Godric's Hallows? Well, that's not when they were leaving. We're like, they may never come back. And yeah, I did yeah. say it's worth investing a little more time into it. Dangerous, I think, to go yeah. back there. But probably safer than looking for Grindelwald. Yeah, probably. Um, the only other thing was, oh, where was it at the beginning? Um, you can keep going with the end of the chapter and I'll keep looking for this <laughs> thing because I forget exactly what it was. Oh, wait, wait, no, I remembered. It was where Ron said twilight versus midnight. Versus midnight. Oh, and, interesting. And right before that, Xenophilia said, Hermione said she had a copy. Xenophilia the original. said the original question mark. So now that introduced another layer to this. That there is an original and there are discrepancies. Will that play into specifics? <laughs> and <laughs> do you have to be somewhere at midnight or twilight <laughs> in order to... Uh, is that the close? Is that where it opens at the close? <gasps> the close of the day at twilight? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I don't know. We've unlocked it. Oh yeah so anyways that was the only other thing it's interesting it's an interesting thing to keep in mind with the the discrepancies uh because you know the next chapter what it's called you can look at it it's called deathly hallows or no it's yeah it's called the deathly hallows so we get more of a uh, like a deep dive on them hmm. in that one i just happened to turn to a few pages later where i underlined say more i said <laughs> <laughs> one of those superstitions isn't it Mayborn witches will marry muggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, huh. But the next line, jinx by twilight, undone by midnight. And I'm like, we're just talking about twilight and midnight. What yeah. are the chances I'd flip two pages over and find that line? Um, it's a great wand one. of elder never prosper. 
Um, and and then Ron says, "My mom's full of them." Yeah. Like, yeah, ask her all of those. These all sound like clues. And I'm, like, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, the clothes of a jinx, you know? Yeah, um, for real. And also, anyone born in May? I don't know if you know anybody born in May. Uh, Hermione. Maybe? Maybe. No, she's got my birthday. Oh, no, yeah. she's born. Her yeah. birthday is September 19th. Okay, nice, nice. My birthday. Harry, July 31st. Ron. <laughs> Do we know? March? Uh, I'm March trying to make first. him a March, March baby. First. Nice. Okay, cool. March. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. All right. Well, we don't know any May people. Um, <laughs> maybe we're going to come. Maybe Grindelwald is, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, that one's like a simple one. It's just Mary Yeah, just Mary Muggles. So. <laughs> but that's cool, you know? Yeah. Um, we like it. Um. All right. Sorry. I keep. Uh, do you know of Voldemort's birthday? Why do we care? I know. Maybe he's gonna marry. I'm saying maybe he's gonna marry a Muggle, or maybe he married a Muggle, and it's like something in his past. I was gonna say here he's gonna dig up the information. Rita Skeeter is gonna dig up the information in his past. <laughs> Why do we care like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorites. Ah, favorite yeah. moment. Oh, Hot Tamale. Okay, favorite yeah. character. That was a sad story, though. Which mm. one? Voldemort's mom. I know. Yeah. 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 It was. Even though she was a little off her yeah. rocker too. Then. Your favorite one was Luna. Yeah, I like that sweet moment, Favorite even though moment. it was it could be a little creepy. Yeah, like having them all on a yeah. wall. I just thought that was sweet coming from her. That they really mean a lot to her. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I like uh, the moment of Hermione just snapping into action at the end. That's maybe my favorite moment. Mm, like how quick fantastic. she is, and I love that she's like, "Do you trust me?" She doesn't have time to explain that. She's like, "Just do you trust me?" And they're like, "Yeah." All right, and she just snapped the action. She's like, all right, <laughs> and I like that she on. asked. She almost didn't even have to. Yeah, they would have been like, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's the brains anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. De primo, de primo. <laughs> de what are your guys' favorite? Always. What are your guys' favorite moment? I like the they explain the symbol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good end of the chapter too, because he's like, You must be talking about the symbol or the sign of the death of the hallows. And you're like, Finally, the title of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yep. Yeah, I think the story being read out and hearing it, it felt like real answers and full of uh intrigue and mystery and clues and mm. Um, progress we can sink our teeth into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. so yeah, that I think was my favorite. Um, any hot tamales in this chapter? <laughs> I don't know. Hermione. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna give She's her the sassy house with... Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that would be good too. No, she could work for the hot tamale though. What's wrong? Think of anyone else. I'm Ginny just thinking... was in this chapter. Because Harry looks over the horizon and imagines Ginny. This oh, is the closest yeah, that right. they've been since the wedding. Oh. <laughs> so I'm giving it That's to Ginny. That's kind of cute. Ginny's um, the hot tamale. I might. <laughs> That's a stretch. Jen's like, dang uh, it. Why didn't I think of that? I love giving it to Ginny. Um, I would say maybe Luna or Harry, just that dynamic, the mm. rush of affection that he felt towards her, yeah. the friendship. I feel like that. Mm. Something about it. I don't think it was romantic affection, but still, just that that bond. I think that mm-hmm. was a certain energy. And I just feel bad for her now she's being held by Death Eaters. Um, 
so I'm imagining Sheezy being even more of a uh, more spicy over there with them, yeah. <laughs> trying to uh, annoy them or get get intel. <laughs> um, and then favorite character in these. That I'm gonna go with Hermione for her quick snapping into action. <laughs> yeah, she's very snappy, snapping into action, snappy at Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's the theme of these chapters. Yeah, I'm actually gonna give it to Ron because of his incredible optimism in these these uh, two chapters. Mm, he's just refreshing. like yeah. so go getter. Yeah, you know, he's like, let's we can do it. Let's go, guys. We you know we. One down. There's a there's a few more to go. Yeah. He's like so excited and happy, and he's like, you know, it's good to have Ron back again, like more it's officially good to have him back. Uh, I almost want to give it to Xenophilius. Almost. <laughs> I'm like, he's being a good father. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. No, I think I've got to give it to Hermione. Um, just for this final moment. Hmm. Yeah, the final moment is good. Jen, who's your who's your uh, favorite character? I'm probably gonna go with that too. Hmm. It's so good. She kind of like saved them all. I know she yep. saved the day. My kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saved them all. Twice. Yep. The hot tamale is death. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, spicy. Taking people as his own. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading and I saw that. <laughs> on that note, thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the hot tamales, yeah. the first time readers. <laughs> Death is a hot tamale. Oh, I like boy. it. Do we get to the your page? level? Look at the next chapter title. Yeah. Well, I told you the next chapter yeah. title is called oh, Deathly Hallows. Oh, yeah. Nice. What's right. the, what's Picture, the uh, do we artwork? already investigate this? I don't remember looking at it before. Okay. This is an interesting looking picture. There is a raven, maybe, on top of a lamp giving light. And I'm going to say Harry and Hermione are on the ground in their tent, maybe. 